Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And this episode with Brian Smith and all episodes with Brian Smith is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply hello i'm stephen willis this is an extra edition of the locked on Miss podcast and i'm here with brian smith and we're going to be talking a little bit of high school recruiting and brian the story that's on everybody's mind is it looks like deuce knight is going back to george county after a three-game stint on at lipscomb we saw him play against sarah land um on espn he got that game in his system now he's going to go back home. I, I I don't know what to make about this whole situation. I haven't heard the specifics, but I was told that he told some of the college coaches recruiting him that this was coming. I don't think it's necessarily a football deal. It's just being away from where he's used to being. That would be my strong guess. I haven't spoken to Deuce lately, so I don't know. I'm going to kind of stay out of that regardless. That's a personal deal. But uh, it's a long way to Nashville, Tennessee from Southern Mississippi and culturally in particular. Maybe he just missed his mom's cooking. I don't know what it is, but he's allegedly headed back home. And I I don't know how that's going to work in the middle of the year, how the transfer rules work in the state of Mississippi. I don't know if he's eligible. Not a clue. But, uh, yeah, he's headed headed out. So we'll see. Now, one interesting thing that I have, and one thought that I have, and this might be a completely irrelevant thing, so if it is, everybody disregard it, but is it a concern for colleges that him being homesick and wanting to get back to George County, that that might be an issue for their school? I think that there there probably is, but there's there's two categories here that you know well from working in this industry. It's rare to find quarterbacks like him and be especially ones with the grades and the mindset that he has. They're going to take a risk on a kid. It's going to be that one. So, I mean, his talent and the, the upside is so high. If he was an offensive guard, it might be a bigger deal, but he's a quarterback and an elite one that can run and throw. Um, just as a reminder to people that may not remember or anything that they may not know in general, he's such an athlete. He did a 41.9 vertical. This isn't just a quarterback. This is a freak of nature playing quarterback who's also very accurate. Teams are going to find a way. They're still recruiting is my guess. So, I mean, that, yeah. that vertical for a sophomore in high school when he did that, Stephen, come on, man. That's that's rarefied air. So Wait, It could be interesting. Let's say he goes to Ole Miss or he goes to Auburn, someplace that is five, six hours away, and he just gets homesick. This could be a guy that ends up like finishing his career. Now, now, if he's really good, this isn't going to happen. Don't get me wrong. But maybe he goes down to transfers to LSU. Maybe LSU is the team to watch in this situation as somebody is so high profile know. athletically. And that's relatively close to home. Obviously, you have the USAs and the USMs, but some stuff has to happen for him to fall to them. But, heck, DeAndre Brown, way back in the 2000s, committed to USM. Oh, he was a five-star right. player. Was- yeah. Yeah, he went to Southern Miss, didn't he? Yeah, he blew out his knee in like a New Orleans bowl or something like that. But he he was a dude before that injury. I remember he was a six five receiver, if I remember mm-hmm. something like that, and he he could move too. It's too bad when kids like that get hurt because he'd have been a really good pro player, no yeah. question. Yeah, but but the point of me bringing him up is 
in situations like this, weird stuff that we don't know what's going on can be a deciding factor in the recruitment. Um, so it's just worth keeping an eye on. Obviously, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is going to keep recruiting him. I think Ole Miss is in the sure. top four at the moment. Um, but, yeah, if, if he wants to go to Ole Miss, he's going to have a spot in Oxford. Now, the Mercer game, we looked at visitors. Ole Miss had a fairly impressive visitor list at the Mercer game. I think Caleb Cunningham was there. I think uh, Camarion yeah, <laughs> Franklin was there. They had some fairly big-name recruits for a Mercer football game. Then Ole Miss put up a 70-burger on them, so everybody had a good time. That's a lot of points, brother. Yeah. I don't care who you're playing. That's a lot of points, man. That offense on figured the it out. Line. Yeah. They fumbled on the eight-yard line there. It would have been 80. <laughs> ah, who would you say surprised you from that game? Anybody in particular that stood out for Ole Miss for you that kind of like I knew they were good but not necessarily this good? Trey Harris uh, coming over from Louisiana Tech. I knew he was an all-conference CSU guy, CUSA guy at Louisiana Tech. Sure. I knew he was good. But I wasn't expecting four touchdowns even playing against Mercer. Uh, he That's looked like, pre, yeah, he looked like pre-injury Laquan Treadwell out there. Ooh. The way he moved around, uh, extremely physical, fluid movement. He, he looked good. He looked real good. That's that. That is what I would like to call a difference maker. Then, because Treadwell was no mm. question an NFL player before the injury and all that. So yeah, yeah, I I get it. I'm yeah. curious to see how teams adjust to Ole Miss now. Okay, this is their guy. When he's not in a bunch formation, whenever he's singled out, like teams doubling, what are they going to do? That That's where the fun chess matches for me begin in college football because there's a million ways you can play a guy like that. Maybe none of them are good, but you still got to pick something. So, and I'll be curious how Kiffin, is, as you know, is famous for taking his star receiver and moving him to different spots. And somehow getting all that information, his playbook's probably not very small or very friendly, and making it accessible and these kids figure it out. Kiffin's done a great job of that for years. Now that he's established himself, again, you said four touchdowns in one game. Steven, I don't care what league we're playing in, brother. That's a lot. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see what Kiffin does with him, too. Yeah, it should be really good because teams, every team that plays Ole Miss this year, the first thing, the defensive coordinator, whenever they put on the Ole Miss film is, we have to stop number four. We have to stop Quinshawn Judkins. Sure. He can't beat us. So that means that Trey Harris is going to have yeah. relatively favorable looks, Jackson Dart. And this is the kicker, Brian. The starting tight end for Ole Miss, he's out until Alabama. Zachary Franklin, he'll be back maybe for Georgia Tech. So it's two more weapons. But Jordan Watkins and Trey Harris, they had they had big time days, and we'll see what happens um, today. I guess as you're watching this, whenever they get down and play the Tulane Green Wave, Tulane's a dangerous team, and they got a hell of a quarterback. I just don't know if they have the defensive personnel to consistently match up, unless they play from a lead. That first quarter for Tulane is very important. They're not going to have the same depth that Ole Miss does, but they're they're a handful of top guys are as good as anybody. Their staff has done a tremendous job. But uh, Pratt in particular, I mean, that guy, he can spin it. So that, sh that could be one of the best games all weekend long because a lot of people have no idea still how good Tulane can be. Matters If you've got an NFL quarterback in your backfield, and he is, you can compete with anybody. That could be a great game. Yeah, there, to me, and I um, did a video earlier in the week, and it's like the two keys that Ole Miss needs to do, this is what you need to watch for. First of all, 
if the defensive line gets pressure on Michael Pratt to where he can't go after the explosive plays, correct. If you take away Tulane's explosives, the, there's nothing really offensively that'll scare you. And also figure out which of the coaches is kind of imposing their will in the fourth quarter. Is it Tulane that's playing at 50 plays a game pace, or is it Lane Kiffin that's playing at 75 plays a game pace? If it's Lane Kiffin, this this is going to be a three, four touchdown win for Ole Miss. But if it's a slow game, it, it could anything be a one score, one score game. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's I'm sure if he wins the toss, Kiffin's taking the ball. They if they establish a lead early and change how Tulane has to play by halftime, it'll be really, really hard for Tulane's defense. I don't I don't think they got enough depth. Yeah. I and I do expect Willie Fritz to kind of empty out the trick playbook in this game. This is their Super Bowl. It's a hard sellout. I think on gametime.co, um, the cheapest price to get in is about a hundred bucks a ticket. Um, which for Tulane, that that's 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 a pretty uh, that's, has that deal. happened in our lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I'm just it was like maybe Tommy Bowden and Rich Rod back in like 99 or yeah. 2000 whatever that was but even that was in the Super Bowl and teams would go in and play Tulane and it would turn into the other team's home game because everybody likes going to New Orleans. It's air conditioned. Yeah, vacation. There you yeah. go. Yeah. But now at Yulman Stadium, it's outdoors, 30,000 seats. It's it's going to be a loud, raucous environment. And if Tulane jumps on you, like you said, it's, it could get difficult. And it could get difficult quick. Ask USC. They screwed around. They didn't take him serious. And they still had Caleb Williams. Look, mm-hmm. he's real good. <laughs> he's unbelievable. And they still didn't beat him. So, yeah, you screw around. Pratt and those guys can make a lot of things happen. But, again, if Ole Miss scores early, they get like a 10-point lead, like 17-7 to 7 after the first quarter, that, that'll be Katie Barr to the door. Oh, by the way, before, before um, we get out of here, um, Caleb Williams came out and said today, and Caleb Williams says – Lots of stuff. He's really he's yeah, really know. good at making news with sound bites. But he said if the team in the NFL, he does not like that team, he will go back to school. And in the age of NIL, whenever you're making a good bit of money, quarterbacks can do that. But Ole Miss plays USC, I think, to start the 2024 season. Is it here uh, or is it way uh, out it's west? At, I think it's in the Coliseum. I think. Wow. Well, well, it's either 24 or 25. It might be 25. I could be wrong on that one. Um, that would let be me know cool in the comments. Yeah. Because obviously Kiffin coached there. He's got yeah. his father coached there, et cetera. And a uh, little known fact, uh, Caleb's family is well-to-do before he ever got NIL too. Mm-hmm. So money's not as important to him as it would be to most kids. They're financially very well-to-do. So I wouldn't be shocked by that. He's probably enjoying college. I mean, he lives in LA. If you got money and you're the quarterback at USC – does it get any better than that? I mean, that'd be pretty good. So. I, 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 w- I was actually incorrect about that. Ole Miss plays them in 25, I believe. They oh. play LSU to open the season next year. It's LSU. Ah, uh, okay. What? So LSU gets to lose another opener, like five. <laughs> that'll be five in a row. <laughs> oh, Brian Kelly's had a rough week. Uh, oh, my goodness. That, that Florida State, okay. What if Florida State's just a very good football team? Everybody wants to crown them as elite, but what if they're just a very good football team and LSU isn't what just isn't what we thought they were? That means there's going to be a lot of psychiatrists making money within the state of Louisiana. Hmm. 
that fan base does not handle losing, let alone getting stomped. I mean, it, I, I went to the LSU 247 board after the game. I have never seen anything like that. Hmm. I mean, just they, they have no ability whatsoever to even rationalize the thought of losing, let alone getting stomped. They just can't do it. Yeah. So and it's, it's bad. It's a situation to where if they don't get some stuff fixed, all they of a sudden, be a seven what and five, eight and four team, real quick, Stephen. Yeah. Real quick. And SEC West is not relenting, brother. Not at and, all. <laughs> and here's the thing: they were last year. They just happened to be in a position to where they won the West. But I think they were like nine and five was their final record, or something like that. Yeah, they they were really good in clutch mm-hmm. moments. But when you win a bunch of close games one year, what happens the next year, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, you lose those, and they're going to be playing Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A and M. A lot of teams of veteran quarterbacks, they're going to be in some really close games. I don't trust their secondary. I mean, Florida State's two-star receivers, they're they're different. Hmm. But the entire SEC West has got guys that can go make plays too. LSU doesn't fix their secondary. They're going to a mediocre bowl this year. Yeah. It's that simple. That's, yeah, it's that Bri- simple. Brian Kelly could be in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Is, is that, that's an <laughs> SEC Bowl this year. The Duke's – or the Music City Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and you know, the funny thing is, um, last year I joke about it, but Alabama was two plays away from the Music City Bowl. They literally were. They could have been. Uh huh. I mean, they were literally two plays away from eight and four. That's why football's so unique, though. Mm-hmm. Now you got to give them credit; they usually make those plays. But I mean, like you know, Auburn and different games, they they didn't play what they were capable of last year. I'm sure Nick reminded them of that all off season. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Now they don't have that kind of quarterback play, so it's going to be interesting to see. If they don't pick it up in other spots a whole bunch, they could be 9-3 and three as well. The SEC West might eat its own and nobody come out of it all that well. We'll find that out, to what is it, tonight, Saturday, as being Saturday night against the Texas yep. Longhorns. I guarantee you, Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns, they were not playing Rice Saturday. They were tuning up for Alabama. <laughs> One million percent. They had no concerns about Rice. That was just a glorified practice. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And how about the Pac-12, by the way? Undefeated in week one. Yeah. They're, they're looking like they might go out as one of the better conferences in college football. It's a situation to where if I am Auburn, I am scared to death about Cal right now. Uh, Auburn screws around and playing that uh, West. They're out West. Uh-huh. Auburn, they could look that Auburn team's. You know, we don't know what they have. Cal plays good defense. Mm-hmm. Look, that that could go sideways. And I've seen it happen. I've I, I've seen like the week that Ole Miss got put on probation um, back in yep. twenty eighteen or twenty. They went to Cal that like midweek. We found out about the probation Saturday. They had to play at Cal, and Cal kind of yeah. took it to Ole Miss that night. Yeah, mentally, if you're not dialed in for a road game against a Power 5 opponent, even if they're not mm-hmm. as talented, mm-hmm. that tends to end up with an L. Yeah. Really interesting indeed. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Thank you, Brian, so much for jumping in. Enjoy your Saturday, buddy. No, I will. You do the same, my friend. All right.